This podcast possibly contains spoilers, but definitely includes explicit language. Welcome to Rhyme at Reason Radio. I'm Jeff, and I am the editor-at-large. With me are... I'm Joshua, the unpopular opinionist. I'm Aidy, the editor-in-chief of Rhyme and Reason. Hello! Hi! Welcome. Welcome! <laughs> <laughs> Great. We're going to be talking about Star Trek, the threequel. This was Star Trek Beyond. Beyond? It was... Beyond what? Beyond my wildest expectation. Was it though? No, that wasn't good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, gang. So what do we think about this? Had you seen the first two movies before this non-J.J. Abrams threequel? That's right. This was done by uh, the guy that did Fast and the Furious. Correct. Justin Lin. Yes. Justin Lin, yeah. I did see the first two Abrams flicks of Star Trek. What did you Trek, think of those? Were you a fan, Joshua? Please. The first one was really good, and yes. the second one was pretty good, but I still liked uh, Star Trek Into Darkness uh, because of... Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. uh, because he's just an amazing actor, and I know that a lot of fans were like, oh, but this is Wrath of Khan, and then they're like, no, it's not Wrath of Khan, and then it turns out it was Wrath of Khan, yeah. but I'm like, I don't give a fuck, because I don't know what Wrath of Khan is, I just like Benny D. Cumberbund, so You're a uh, I'm gonna go see it, yeah, and I thought it was great, and it was pretty impactful, there was a lot at stake for the characters, mm-hmm. It was impressive on all sides, just like the first one was. So it just kind of followed in the same strides, which made the first one really great. Um, the third one, not so much. I would say it's a good uh, viewing. It's like it's fun. It's I wasn't really a fan of the original show. I was made to watch some of the movies, mm-hmm. and uh, because of that, I kind of felt some allegiance to it. So I went and watched it, and I really liked the first one. Second one was a little disappointing because I didn't really feel excited by it, and I'm not, I'm a fan of Benedict, but I don't, I'm not a cumber bitch, so <laughs> I just, Guil- get guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find him attractive at all. I don't. I, oh, I a, don't either. I just a, think he's fascinating to look at. <laughs> yeah, in an alien kind of way. Yes, like an alien um, otter, like Tilda Swinton. Mm, but Tilda Listen, Swinton don't is you like... talk about Tilda Swinton like that. Agreed. agreed. Uh, Tilda Swinton is so much better. But I think if they redid, redid the movie Alien, she could play the alien. Potentially, and I would mm. love that. It would be amazing. I agree. Um, anywho, yeah, it was. I, I like those movies. I enjoyed this one. Well, that's good to hear, gang. You... I think that this is the first time that we're all in agreement that we like something. Well, I'm not entirely on board. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you like let's, the idea. Let's explore maybe. that. Yeah, let's, let's, you know me. Let's unpack it. <laughs> Stick it to my title. Exactly. Unpopular, Unpopular as fuck. <laughs> That's not a terrible. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> AF. Unpopular AF. <laughs> exactly. Okay, gang. Let's let's unpack it a little bit. Did we think that this was worthy in terms of the trequel? Did it do? I mean, Joshua had sort of addressed the fact that the first and third maybe connect in a way. Or no, you didn't? Uh, Am I just making that up? I don't know. I think that the first one and the third one were good, so maybe it's just me saying that. I think um, that this... uh, I think that Star Trek Beyond did a lot more service to the smaller characters that didn't have much... Like, didn't have very big speaking parts in the first two. Okay. Like Bones and... uh, 
what's his name that was uh, Scotty? What's his name? Yeah. Scotty. Anton Yelchin. Yes, and Anton Yelchin. Oh, he's uh-huh. not Scotty. No. no, Simon Scotty, Pegg. Simon yeah, Pegg. Simon Pegg. co-wrote the screenplay, though. So that's why yeah, he so, was featured so heavily. Yeah, uh, which I think was a good thing. There were good character combinations and personalities meshing that wouldn't ordinarily have been seen on screen if they had just kept making them the way they are. But I was disappointed because you're taking Justin Lin from the Fast and the Furious fa- franchise, and this movie was neither fast nor furious and didn't have any six stunts that I wanted to see from, like, his... But wait, there was a guy, the main guy, riding on his little bicycle again and again yeah, and again circles. and again and again and again. That was the only thing. And then you would have the camera, like, go in circles around and, like, almost made me dizzy just trying to, like, get to the point of what the hell they're trying to do. It's just, just cool, quote, camera tricks Yeah. instead of lens flare. True. I was just disappointed by the fact that there weren't as many cool car or motorcycle tricks in this i'm granted i know it, it is star trek but this is a space movie i know but and there like was plenty of space spins. shit to be clear like when they <laughs> were no gravity <laughs> i was just really disappointed because i expected something to be fast and furious and it was neither i think it was pretty furious it's, trek. it's a journey it was like vroom vroom on his little motorcycle and but then it wasn't Bones just that was it was like, like those b ships and shit with idris elba's people I don't, whatever his, the fuck. The hive mind. Yeah, yeah his bee aliens. And, uh, uh, <laughs> um, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, at uh, the end... We spoil things. Okay, so that's right, I forgot about that. Spoiler alert. Boom. Uh, we spoil things. Um, at the end, when they discover how to destroy the hive mind, signal whatever, by playing the Beastie Boys, which is a callback to the first film, yep. I found that really annoying. Oh, I liked it. It's like... It's like, do we really need to? I thought we were, like, beyond this. <laughs> Definitely not. But, um, ch- it, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't beyond much, in my opinion. I was listening to the Slash Filmcast, and they were talking about the fact that this is really, um, like, Star Trek is all about diplomacy and mm-hmm. trying to figure out your problems without resorting to violence. Mm-hmm. And this was just like, well, we tried to talk to them, and then you're just going to go, bam, 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 like, bring out your fists type thing. Yeah. It was an interesting way to get around a problem, and that each person like kind of brought their little bit of thing to it, so they could figure out eventually what the pro- how to overcome it. But um, I don't know. I I enjoyed it for the most part. I didn't. I kind of got like I said uh, overwhelmed by the spinning camera problem. Um, but overall, I th- it was it was an enjoyable flick. I think there weren't enough lens flares. I think that was also <laughs> one of my main problems. It's like they weren't holding true to the formula. Like, I got, don't want to be able to see what's going on. Apparently his wife said not to use as many lens flares. I mean, so that's he all he does. stopped using them in other things. Yeah. And then Simon Pegg had a large part, like you mentioned, Jeff, about the, in this movie. Um, so if anything's really to be blamed, it's, it's him. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Because Justin Lin only had the script to work with. If there's not enough car crashes and things like that, mm-hmm. or, you know, cool stuff. Yeah, damn it, Simon Pegg. You and your comedy. Yeah. But I think to... Your point earlier about the show, so like, true, it certainly was not in the, the sort of diplomatic vein of how Star War, Star Trek ooh, movies have been. Um, <laughs> but like, there was some of that campy, fun 70s stuff that I really liked. Like, I remember not watching Damn the it, show. Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. Well, exactly. Like, and I mean, they probably handed it up a little bit too much, but like, going into 
you know, X planet and seeing the natives and whatever the fuck else. I mean, it just made me think of, I don't know, like it was self-referential in a fun way. Um, certainly didn't take itself very seriously, but I think that that's what you sort of come to expect from a like summer blockbuster. I don't know. I just found it to be enjoyable. It certainly was not beyond anything. I did enjoy uh, Idris Elba by the end of the movie when I actually figured out it was Idris Elba because then I could tell it was Idris Elba because he looked like Idris Elba. I was so excited when I heard his voice and I knew it was him. And you didn't tell me. <laughs> I forgot that he was in it until his face when they showed him as the the captain way back when. Mm-hmm. And he's been on a roll. Like, he killed it in Jungle Book. Yes. And in Beasts of No Nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Luther. And everything he does. I'm so sad he's not going to be James Bond. Well, I don't think they've offered him enough money yet, or yet. any money at all. So just wait till the money arrives, and then people will be like, yes, do it. So a few lingering we... questions about Star Trek before we move on to our obsessions. Mm-hmm. Um, did we think that Sulu had to be... A homosexual? Do we think he that... didn't have to be? No. What do we think about it? Honestly, it. I didn't even think he was gay. Like I felt like, oh, that's his brother or something. Like, oh, he's home. Yeah, uh-huh. that's cool. I because they like if there was no like besides like an arm around the shoulder, there was no affection there. They even hold hands. Mm. I mean, they were so, pressing like... the envelope maybe for an audience that would not be so gay friendly question mark yeah like you think the star trek fans would be progressive yeah. in a like idealist future um but apparently there was a scene where like he was supposed to have a kiss but they took that out because that was way too homo i d- personally didn't think that it needed to be in there i feel, feel like when those characters go home like we just don't think about them yeah. they only exist on a ship for me yeah and he and wasn't I, even in the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah and i guess that it gives them a more well-rounded character mm-hmm. arcs or whatever like maybe something will happen in the future because of this what they've explored there i mean the fact that um uhura mm-hmm. and spock had their little tryst and now they're not together and it's like oh but i love her so much blah blah, blah. like what do you think of uh spock's subplot about uh repopulating the vulcan race totally unlikely weird as shit in my opinion yeah, that yeah. was just a throwaway plot. Like, yeah, I'm just going to go back and fuck a bunch of Vulcans and have a bunch of Vulcan babies. Like, no, you're not, Spock. I like that they did include Leonard Nimoy in there as, like, you know, a little in memoriam to him. Mm-hmm. But then it did, like, spark this whole subplot with Spark, with Spock. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> it, did, it, did. it sparked a Spock <laughs> subplot. <laughs> yes, it, it sparked a subplot with Spock. And it was kind of weird, and it didn't really fit. It's like, oh, I have something to tell you. If they were going to do it, they should have brought back, um, what's her name from Stranger Things? Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. <laughs> I would was have she in the that. previous films? She was in the first one. She dies. Oh, yeah, as the mom. She yeah. could have come back as a ghost. Right, or a hologram. In the in-between. <laughs> if they keep making these movies, I can only assume they'll be as good hopefully because if they start like declining then i'm just not gonna see them anymore So that's a wonderful question do we think that this is going to live to see a part four is this franchise you you think you think that it came back with enough of a vengeance beyond i don't i think that they've been riding on the coattails of jj abrams Mm -hmm. and i think that maybe if justin lynn didn't do as well 
they'll still give it another shot because it might just be a, like beginner's luck with this particular franchise yeah. for him. Um, I did also hear rumors, and this is completely unfounded on anything, uh, that they are considering a uh, reboot of the TV show. Yeah, I yeah, heard this have. as well. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know if it's the Star Trek movie cast that they're thinking, because they're getting a bunch of movie stars going to TV, which they're not going to be paid nearly as much. No, no, I don't think that's going to be Or they're going to start just like a, a new series spinoff, yeah. Yeah. It'll be like, oh yeah, and our friends on the Enterprise who are over there, uh, they're doing things, we should go and help them. Voyager Part 2, anyone? Huh? I'm all uh, about Deep Space Nine. That's it. Ugh. Janeway all the way. What, what? <laughs> Red. No, nothing of what you speak. Red from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, that's oh, Janeway. Yeah. Captain Janeway. She had to be a mother and a captain. No other captain has to do that. Duh. Women. She had it the hardest. Um, okay, Does anybody so... want to talk about Anton Yelchin before we move on? Uh, uh, he will be missed. Yeah. Oh my god. He was he was one of my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah. I like that they gave him so many lines. And like in general, he's a great actor. He's mm-hmm, been yes. in a lot of things. It's true. Yeah, I loved him in uh, Like Crazy. That was a great movie. I mean, one of I those love... situations have gone too soon. For sure. Yeah. Especially given the fact of, like, the manner of his death being a fucking factory flaw in a car. Yeah. Like, he was checking the mail and his car crushed him. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, completely just taken away. Pretty horrific. Yeah. So, rest in peace, dude. Yeah. I was very sad about that. Yeah. Hard transition. (laughs) Hard, hard left turn. (laughs) Woo! Right into <laughs> things that are a little bit more positive. Um, our obsessions. 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 Great. Um, so, gang, who wants to start with their obsession? I do, I do. Please, please, um, go ahead. So, <laughs> my obsession for this week is a new... Well, it's not a new anime per se, but it's a anime that has been recently, recently been picked up by Netflix. It's called Kuromukuro. And it is a uh, big robot anime about a samurai who has to fight ogres, which are also big robots. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, is it a big robot anime, or is it like a big it's, robot anime? It's, I don't know. It's a Gundam kind of anime where they uh, have like these suits. Not a J.J. Abrams suits. project. No. Uh, <laughs> but they have like these kind of mech suits that they have to use to fight off these aliens that also have mech suits. And so this... A uh, samurai from 500 years ago uh, wakes up in the present day and has to get used to all these things. And uh, the character development for uh, the samurai and the girl that has to help him pilot the mech is very funny and interesting because the rest of the combat really falls flat so far in the first season. Um, but it's not, like I said, it's not a new anime per se because uh, Netflix picked it up with a new uh, sub of this uh series and that's how they're claiming that it's a netflix original when really it's not it's just a resubbing of it basically which is silly but i like it it's funny it's cool um how many what do they even have on that planet how many aliens would it give this out of 10 how many percentage of a hive mind would i give it sure how many sick motorcycle stunts would i give it how many sick motorcycle stunts out of a hundred, would you give it? I would give it a eighty out of 100 because oh, a hundred because the combat kind of sucks. B. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I That's mean, watching like 
a samurai like learn what like a phone is and like what a TV is. It's really entertaining. <laughs> awesome. I'm actually um, deep diving into sadness right now. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I am currently yeah. watching the third season of Rectify, and that show. I've probably talked about it before because I'm obsessed with it. It's the slowest show. It's the saddest show. It's all about this guy who was wrongly convicted for something. Oh, that's right. And trying to pull his life together. This was before Making a Murderer made it a real-life problem. Oh, shit. <laughs> because that did happen to somebody in real life. But this show, like, his family is very supportive, but he also has really bad tendencies to just explode at people, like, in ways that are kind of sinister. So you think that he's the good guy? Because mm-hmm. he's not... He was wrongly convicted, but he's not guilt-free. Something um, happened. Well, something did happen, but the fact that the way that he handles pressure, he ends up kind of just doing bad things to people um, physically. And the the, mo- the show is over the course of a month. <laughs> this is the third season. I mean, also Twin Peaks took place over, like, a month. Yeah. It's, I mean, that was slow. Yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks. Um, but anyways, Rectify, the performances are fantastic. Uh, the main guy is actually Australian, I believe, and he does a really good job. Um, there was a whole season arc of him trying to paint a pool this season, and it's just really beautiful to watch and try to, like, it, it's, it's kind of hopeful, hopeful at the same time as being really sad. So that's my obsession. The, the last season will be coming out later this year. Um, I usually watch it only on Netflix, but if I had Sundance, I think it is, um, I would watch it then. Hmm. Hmm, cool. How about you, Jeff? Well, gang, I'm obsessed with Vice Principals on HBO. Have you been watching? Oh, really? I know. I no. was not expecting to like it. I didn't think that I would, but here I am, obsessed, nonetheless. <laughs> Can you give us a little bit of background on that? Because I'm not really sure. I know it's yes. got Danny something in it. Danny McBride and Walton Goggins, which mm. is a terrible name to say out loud, as it turns out. Um, <laughs> He so was in the latest um, movie with Quentin Tarantino, right? Yes. And he was in Django Unchained. He was the one who oh, grabbed, yeah. yes, things. <laughs> um, so Danny McBride and Walton are two vice principals who are feuding because they thought that each of them, I guess, was going to be the next principal upon the principal's retirement. Um, as it turns out, shockingly, somebody else is brought in. Insert... Belinda Brown, Dr. Belinda Brown. Um, and they decide to... Yes, a woman, a black woman. Um, oh, gosh. And they decide to work together, even though they are nemesis. Nemeses? Nemeses. Yes. Nemesi. Yes, indeed. To overthrow her. And so it's, you know, quite silly. But I think absurd in a really fun way. Kind of like Veep? I don't know. Okay. It's Really? I mean, not as satirical, but a lot of the humor, I think, is similar. It's a little bit more on the gross outside, but uh, I can't get enough. I don't know why. I was That's not expecting I feel like to Danny like McBride it. is all about, just gross-out humor. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that. But there's also some funny writing, um, and Belinda Brown is fucking hilarious. So, if only for that, watch it for her. That's my opinion. All right. Well, thank you so much, gang, for sharing that with us. 80, where can we find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Yo Price and on Instagram at A-D-I-P-R-I-C-E. That's A-D-Price for art and other things. And Joshua? 
you can find me on Twitter at jpriceisright. You can also find me on my other Twitter uh, at moondoggy underscore psn. That's moondoggy, M-O-O-N-D-A-W-G-G-I-E underscore psn. I don't think you have to spell the moon part. I think most people don't understand what moon is. It's like doggy. Yeah, but like the doggy, doggy. That's the part yeah. that you really do need to focus on. Yeah, I know. Moon as in moon. Doggy. Moon in, yeah. <laughs> Dog. I'll, I'll nail it next week. <laughs> um, and I am able to be found on rhymeandreason.com as well as Twitter and Instagram at L. Jeffrey Craig. As a reminder, you can, of course, follow Rhyme and Reason on Facebook and on Twitter and listen to us right here. Rhyme and Reason Radio. Boom. <laughs> oh god you guys see that thing about the Roomba and the doggy vomit or diarrhea no, oh, no. tell me more the Roomba dra- went into it and dragged it all over the house <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy who invented the Roomba responded he's like yeah we see this a lot <laughs> That's don't use it pets, guys <laughs> oh my god you think you're solving a problem you're just creating ten more problems <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well if that's not a metaphor for the Star Trek franchise I don't know what is <laughs> kidding, the future <laughs> kidding, kidding I really liked it <laughs> Justin Lin you did a nice job